All right. Is it recording? <laughs> just has been. You know, I just played in my head the the drum beat with the three, two, one from iCarly. Why don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Adam is Freddy. I know. You <laughs> see, some other world will change for me. Copyright. <laughs> oh no. We just got hit with a copyright strike. I can feel it. Wow. Have you watched Bojack Horseman? No. Dude. What was that? <laughs> Dude, shit's whack, though. Like, I started it the other day, and I'm already on season three. But Melody was the one, because The Office got taken off the, off of Netflix not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And they took off Orin High School Host Club. Literally my two comfort shows. It's like, how do I operate? <laughs> Where do, do I, I go? Do? Um, Who do I turn in to? In short, I'm going to buy Crunchyroll, <laughs> because I need Oron. But I refuse to download Peacock. Yeah. Get, like, you're going to take one show and build an entire streaming platform around one show. That's a and expect a bold move. $10 a month. For it's $10 for just the office. Jeez. Bullshit. Anyway, they took both of those off. I didn't have another show to watch and Melody was like, "You should give BoJack Horseman a try. Like it's really good for background noise and all this stuff." It is the most depressing shit. <laughs> and I I thought it was a show about a horse. Yeah, wait. I thought it was a show about a horse. A no. horseman. Yeah, a horseman. Like, the the plot is that he's, like, some washed-up sitcom star. But he has, like, a severe drug addiction. Uh, he's an alcoholic. Um, they're trying to get a ghostwriter for his book. Like, he destroys every good thing that ever comes into his life. And he's oh super gosh. bitter and resentful about it. His he- childhood hero killed himself. Like, it's a lot. Oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> These Background are anthropomorphic notes. animals dealing with severe depression. Oh, my God. And then in the next scene, the character is a golden retriever named Mr. Peanut Butter who is trying to start a, a water park. <laughs> I get emotional whiplash. Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> he's, so, he's the best character. <laughs> He's also Bojack's nemesis because he's so positive. Oh, gosh. He just doesn't have depression. <laughs> no, literally. He's the only well-adjusted character in the whole <laughs> show, and his name is Mr. Peanut Butter. I would be happy, too, if my name was Mr. Peanut Butter. Every time he sees Bojack, he goes, Bojack Horseman, is this a crossover episode? Because he's also a washed-up sitcom star. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a lot. But, yeah, it's a really good show. You should watch it. I'll keep that in mind when I'm scrolling on Netflix for a show. It's it's good. But how has your week been? You just had finals, right? Good, yeah, and we had to move back. I somehow fit my whole room to my car. Really? Yeah, Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out, sponsor us. <laughs> Toyota, please sponsor us. I drive a Corolla. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got everything into the car, so nobody had to, to drive up. Oh, nice. Which was fun. Like, I, I was able to just get home. Yeah. And without having to have a whole army come up and move back mm. with me. So, that was fun. Did you move Adam out, too? I had to take some of his stuff. Mm. Pillows. <laughs> I took all the pillows. Because Adam has five pillows for a dorm room. What? 
It's a twin-sized mattress. Yeah. It's the thin twin-sized mattress. Does he line his bed with pillows? Pretty much. on top? He said no. They're just piled up throughout everywhere. He said no, America. They're... He said there was a specific layout. I don't know. They just look thrown on. It's the architect in him. <laughs> he yeah. has draft plans. It has to be exact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The whole intro of this episode is just going to hear faint Adam yelling. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Talkative though. today. <laughs> Dude. Oh, no. But that's good. Do you know how you did on your finals yet? Uh, so far, so good. Nice. So keeping that up i hope i have to text my physics teacher for he doesn't i don't know this man's pretty old but he like won't go through our our school site or Mm -hmm. anything won't go through moodle and we get graded like our homework is graded on an online thing but our tests aren't so there's nowhere to see the grades together okay so he was just like text me if you want your answer or come see me in my office hours so I've just been texting this man, like, every month for, like, the, hello, best, for the past semester, like, hey, how's it going? Anyway, can I have my grade? I And then he te- his that. text back are the best part because it is one letter. It's what you're graded. It's not like, <laughs> hi, you made this. It's B. <laughs> A. Like, it's, that oh is it. Oh, my goodness. And you can scroll up in my phone to, like, see when I ask for grades. And it's my whole long, long text messages of, like, hi, this is Emily. I was just wondering if I could have my grade for whatever. A. B. B. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Old professors are my favorite because you never no, know what you're going to get. No, but he's not a good. No. <laughs> he's not great. Rip. Rip. He, he's, what, like, the average on the, the final. Get this. Of 34. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That was the average? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I think the class, I don't think anyone ever made above an F on any of the tests. Like, the average for every test was an F. <laughs> you could make a 26 in the class and still be passing, I think is what the final, like, curve was. <laughs> Like it wasn't good. <laughs> Nobody I want learned all of my classes to be like get a twenty six or better. I know it was great. Cause I didn't learn yeah. any physics, but I did switch my major, so I, I don't need say. physics anymore. Doesn't matter. I need biology because I'm majoring in biology. biology. <laughs> we said it like five times. It's because I keep forgetting though yeah. that I switched it because it literally took two minutes. Right. So it was like, oh cool, that's done. I'll just keep. Living life. Living like Larry. No. But I'm excited. We're done a year of college. That, yeah. It went by. It's pretty fun, though. So you're about to be a sophomore. Already, yeah. I'm going to be a senior. Yeah, but then you got another one we were talking about. I'm a fake senior. Yeah. And it's because I switched my major. Adam's going to be a fake senior, but architects just go to school for a long time. Yeah. So that's why. But at least he knows in advance. Because, like, that was part of my school plan was drafted out from day one. Like, I knew exactly what I was going to do to graduate in four years. Yeah. And I stocked up on a lot of my classes because I don't do well not being busy. So, like, in the beginning, I was taking 21-hour semesters, Mm -hmm. 18-hour semesters. Um, 
purely to get like all of these gen eds out of the way yeah and then i was taking all of my communications classes as well so like i was breezing through my major and when i decided to change it it was a lot like part yeah. of me was just tempted to continue and fin- like finish out because i had gotten so far I didn't get far, but I was already at that point. Like, I have to switch now or I won't switch later because I would have taken too many. Right. So I I just jumped. I did take too many. I just went and was like, "Um, I'm switching right now. Yeah. Just went and bit the bullet. But the advantage for me is, like, my – the way my school – like, I had to take loans for my first two years because living on campus was really expensive. But now that I'm not doing that, I get paid to go to school, and it's not from loans. Like, it's all grant returns. So all of that money goes straight into a bank account to pay for the last year of school out of pocket. So, like, I'm not going to have any loans, which is super cool. That's neat. Except for, like, the – it's, like, it's something – it's, like, eight grand or something. I'll have that paid off in a year if I do it right. Um, Just got to stay on top of it, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I wish I had changed my major sooner. I wish I had come in and just been a marketing major. But all of my friends were – com and i was already familiar with the department because from high school like i knew all of these professors beforehand yeah um i'm it was like a safe yeah yeah it felt good but marketing's a lot better what's the statistic that like 70 percent of people change major yeah we're just bringing up the statistic right like we're just doing work right so (laughs) and i like it and i still got a com minor and i got to take all of the fun classes that i like i got to take Every semester I took classes with professors who I really liked. Um, I never had to go through com law. I never started my thesis. Ooh. Like, I dodged bullets. Yeah. And then I got, like, film history was so much fun. And, like, my in one of my com classes, the whole semester was built around this, like, gauntlet-style thing where you came in on in the first week and he had you take a test and that defined your placement in the class and he went down the list and you got to pick a category so it was either books books movies tv radio pr like one of those veins there was a specific amount of slots per each category and that was your only prompt and you had to write a paper and a presentation on that so, so like, away. yeah, so some of the kids who did magazines did, like, the history of Playboy was one of them. That was super interesting. Um, someone analyzed black families in sitcoms specifically as, like, a whole – it's, like, a mini thesis class. So I did my mini thesis on, like, color as visual storytelling. So I got oh, to stand yeah, up there and talk about, about like, the Wizard of Oz and shit. It was so fun. It was such a good class. Very fun. It was. Yeah, no, I enjoyed my, my engineering class. Like, they were interesting, super yeah. cool stuff. And I, like, I was in robotics, so it was stuff that I liked. But I was like, this, it's cool right now, but to do it as a job. Yeah. To, when you start looking at that part of it, I was like, wait a second. I don't want to sign up for that for the rest of my life. I just think the other stuff would be funner. 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 My, um, one of my really good friends who we name-dropped last episode and who was very excited that we name-dropped her last episode <laughs> Miss Erin. Um, that's two already. That's two already. <laughs> we know you're listening. Ooh. But <laughs> Adam squawked for you. But she um, she was really into marketing at my school. Like, she, she's older than me. She's already graduated. But 
she made her marketing classes sound like so much fun Mm -hmm. and I was like I have to be in this and now like we used to work together but she got a big girl job working working in marketing she's thriving but it's like the idea of working working in marketing for me is a lot more appealing than the idea of having to hunt for a job with a communications degree yeah like and plus all of the marketing stuff I'm just I'm completely selfish. I'm just translating all of this over to our podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, just just bringing it. No, literally. And it's I get to take some classes um, soon about like Adobe Illustrator, which I'm really excited for because I'm already certified in other softwares. I just want to go through and get certified in a bunch. Yeah, like, no, look just those. Resume. Yeah, just those certifications to be able to say that looks so good that it's are like to be certified in a, a coding language or something gets you really far for no reason right (laughs) like it's like i understand the basic principles of this and somebody will hire you on the spot for that and that's the goal that yeah no it it really helps i can open most adobe products most most hire me (laughs) i can sit there and figure out what the couple of the buttons do and then like do the project with that so dude though seriously on a very learning curve fuck photoshop yeah I I don't get it at all I try so hard to learn Photoshop and Illustrator just like sit there and figure out what the buttons do and like I watch videos and I don't know it's just yeah it's a lot to take in at once they're just hefty programs that you have to know what you're going in there to do and it's it's weird because like you definitely have to learn in chunks I think is the I try to take it all in Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's my downfall every time that if I just like did a specific project and learned a bunch with that and then did a project focused on something completely different yeah I think that's the way to tackle those huge programs but right now fire alpaca (laughs) I'm just gonna stick with that it's free I had um I have formal training from for like premiere and an audition was mm-hmm. what I was trained in what I'm certified in like I took a test on those programs I know what I'm doing yeah I am completely self-taught in after effects I open that program and contemplate like is this my 13th reason <laughs> is this it am like, I am I done I, it's like trying to make toast with a blender <laughs> like it just it's there is one way you could possibly do it. Good luck trying to find it. <laughs> Good luck. But, like, I can make some cool shit. Like, but it, it, what baffles me is I can work After Effects, a program that makes zero sense more than I can work something like Photoshop. Like, I made our um, our Grim Grinning Ghosts ad in After Effects. Took forever. Did it. Yeah, but it came out I tried to make our... Nice podcast logos on photoshop cried <laughs> and moved on to a different program <laughs> yeah I, I, that's usually what I, happens with me is I, I i start going in one of those and i'm like mm-hmm. and just shut it down and put it over in somewhere else and finish it up there right it's just i don't know it's just maybe i've never taken the time to yeah sit down and do it i have friends who are really good at it yeah but it's a thing. <laughs> so anyway, if you're certified in Illustrator or Photoshop, you're better than us. No, just flat out. <laughs> if you know how to open Photoshop, you you're, are already doing better than you've me. You've peaked. No, also, literally. as a human, if you can do magic in Photoshop, 
you can quit while you're ahead. Like you're done. No, literally. You've you've reached it. That's it. If there were tears to the value of human life, the top would be Photoshop. Photoshop. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> My whole TikTok page right now is nothing but Adobe slander. We <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't know that was a part of TikTok. Oh no, it I is. I need to get on shaming Adobe yeah, TikTok. No, it's like if you don't pirate Adobe, you're doing something wrong. This is not an advocate for <laughs> fi- like pirating Adobe. I paid for my Adobe subscription. I'm piggybacking off my sisters. You know what? Good for you. You can have like three devices on it. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like the third device chilling in the corner <laughs> vibing yeah <laughs> doing god's work just out here like hey <laughs> hello hi guys here. i'm borrowing this real quick cassidy gets it for free because she goes to bama Ooh, that's a good deal i wish i got it for free <laughs> we should have went to bama no 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 <laughs> nah. i just changed my mind <laughs> she likes it though but she's also so much smarter than me <laughs> I have friends that really like it there. I think it's a, a cool school. Who do you know that goes to Bama? Mason. Oh, I didn't know he went to Bama. Yeah. I said I knew people. That's, like, the only people I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I only know no, one. No, I, th- I know somebody he knew that went, but I like, can't remember their name right now. Oh, so they, they don't matter? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should start. I think it's time. I think we've we've padded the intro. Hello, intro padding. We never said. This is episode seven. This is episode seven of a podcast <laughs> called The Morbid and Mundane. Anyway, we should start. Oh, yeah, we should start. Okay, so. What do you have for me? What I have for you, for the first time, is not something I think you've heard about. Oh, no. What if it is? <laughs> what if, it what is? if this is the first went, time I have no, heard of and it? And you went on a Wikipedia hole last night, so you know everything I'm about to say. Oh, gosh. But I don't think you know what I'm about to talk about. Um, I didn't know what I was about to talk about until, like, it's one of the most haunted places in the world, and I didn't know about it at all. Ooh. So it's kind of fun. But are you familiar with Glamis Castle? Yes. No, I'm not. I oh, just, my <laughs> God. My heart dropped. <laughs> I wanted to see what you did when I said yes. You're evil. <laughs> I knew you were um, going to ask, so I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> this moment. My life is built up to this moment. <laughs> so faking me out like a fucking asshole um you have heard of it from these lines okay i'm about to read you something oh wow all hail macbeth hail to thee thane of glamis all hail macbeth hail to thee thane of cawdor all hail macbeth thou shalt be king hereafter so it's in macbeth um macbeth is the thane of cawdor though the historical Macbeth had nothing to do with this castle oh, okay at all <laughs> so just in in the play. Shakespeare just wrote fan fiction that's yeah no literally <laughs> he was he was the I don't even know what I was about to say I totally lost my train of thought <laughs> about Shakespeare so the first thing though I want to say um this is not a western civ class okay this is a podcast I didn't know that I think I'm in the wrong room <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> But, um, um, so uh, when I was taking my notes, the reason I had to like take a second to fix them at the end was because originally I just wrote all of these notes on the ghosts. Um, cause this ha- castle 
is very old and deeply haunted Fun. Um, by multiple different ghosts with multiple different stories, all of them better than the last. Ooh. But the history of it is also super interesting. Like, And usually what I would do is comb through the history and then comb through the ghosts. There's too much of both. Oh. So what I did was I, I have essentially the Spark Notes version of the history and I put everything in chronological order. So I'm going to give you a few points about some history, some things happening at the time, and then I'm going to tell you a ghost story. And then it's going to be some more history and then another ghost story okay. is kind of how I did Just it. Just weave them together. No, literally. It, I think it came out really well. Um, some of it, some of it's a little weird. I'm going to disclaimer, um, a lot of people have the same name. Oh, no. It's going to get real confusing at a certain point, but I, <laughs> I'll let you know. Okay. So... We're going to start in 1034. Old oh. as fuck. <laughs> a while ago. A little bit. Um, so at this point, the castle is not a castle. It's okay. a hunting lodge. Right. And uh, King Malcolm II is murdered there. Yeah. We're right into the... No, straight. <laughs> this um, is really the Sparknose version. No, literally. He's murdered there. It's a, it's a hunting lodge at this point, so it's not an actual castle, but he's murdered on the site of what will be the castle. Um... A few years later, Macbeth becomes king of Scotland. Macbeth had no actual connection to this castle. Shakespeare is the best fan fiction author of all time. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, from there, Macbeth is deposed. Malcolm III becomes king of Scots. And the castle is taken back into the protection of the royal family. Okay. So now it's an actual castle. Okay. <laughs> so the man is there's a man who's granted thaneage. He's oh, a wow. thane. Um, from King Robert. His name is Sir John Leon, and he becomes the Thane of Glamis. Um, it's it's under his control and from then on it will never leave his family. Okay. Um the castle will only be passed down in the Leon family, later the Leon Bose family, or Bose Leon family, um, but it, it's it stays there. So, I'm gonna skip those points because they're pointless. And now that I'm realizing it, I'm realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that made no sense. It, it gets passed down like a not passed down, but there's there's some drama over who has it for a little while. There's some quarrels. There's a little bit of murder. But it's not relevant. Oh. <laughs> She's going to leave me with um, that. But in, in the 1400s, the building of the castle that we know begins. Okay. So from then on for the rest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point it out sometimes, but certain wings are added, um, buildings are built, chapels, things like that, to build the actual structure. So just over the course of this story, it just gets larger and larger. The building never really stops. Um, but in 1445... Sir John's grandson, his name is Patrick, uh, becomes the first lord of Glamis. So he had a thane before there was some conflict. Now we have our first lord of Glamis. Patrick's son inherits it after he does. Okay? Okay. This is our first ghost story. Yay. Yes. So Patrick passes it on to his son, Alexander. And there's some debate over if this story is actually Alexander or if it's a different guy who died way later. Um, it has been cited as both of them. Okay. And they're both 
both both some fun local stories but i put it here for convenience sake so the story is earl beardy who people say is alexander leon um he was supposedly a very evil and twisted man um who had a drinking problem okay is his caricature um it was alleged once that he had a black servant stripped naked and forced to run around the grounds for his and other earls entertainment that entertainment was um literally a hunt jeez like the most dangerous game style where the earls hunted with hunted this man with their dogs it was really fucked up yeah um but the legend goes that the earl was visiting or was at the castle one sunday night and he in a drunken rage demanded that someone play cards with him nobody wanted to because it was the sabbath and he raged that he was so mad and he wanted to play so bad that he would play with the devil himself cute (laughs) shortly after that (laughs) there was a knock at the door about to tell me the devil walks no literally that's what i'm about to tell you (laughs) oh my god Um, a tall gentleman in a long dark coat showed up and offered to play cards with him fun no yeah (laughs) i mean at least he's punctual (laughs) when i was reading this like i'm telling you this this castle checks all the boxes and the first (laughs) box that's checked is a playing card game with the devil (laughs) like it and it only gets come out the door swinging no literally um so the two men retire to a room door slams shut and there's a a a mess of shouting and swearing that can be heard from the other side swouting as you originally said sharing sharing (laughs) oh that's cute (laughs) they're sharing something um one of the servants actually like supposedly like looked through the keyhole and went blind in that eye poor guy (laughs) he just wanted to know who won yeah he was just curious um but the mysterious man is reported to have been the devil and he won the earl's soul in that game of cards and condemned him to play cards until doomsday is how the story goes and that's a lot of card games he's got to be pretty good literally for eternity he's got to be good (laughs) um where do i go to play him it was (laughs) It's the Poker World Championships. <laughs> but he um, he was being punished for he played cards on the Sabbath is what happened. Um, but from then on, his ghost supposedly haunts the castle. So they can still hear shouting and stomping feet and banging doors and swearing that all reportedly come from his wing of the castle, the supposed site of this alleged card game. And there's also been reports of um, people like actually have seen him some people claim to have like touched the touched his ghost um and some nights he can be heard behind doors shouting and rattling dice is the other thing that people attribute to him and there have also been reports of children waking in the middle of the night to see him standing there staring at him oh yeah yeah so he's seen everywhere he's a very popular ghost and yeah that's earl beardy earl his beardy. Name. yes also and alexander yes also alexander okay. i got um, it so patrick's son alexander he passes glamis on to alexander alexander dies and so then it goes on to his second son 
his second son is John Leon. If you remember, that's his father's name. So John Leon Patrick Alexander. John Leon. Another one. Um, John Leon becomes the third Lord of Glamis. It is important to note that from this point on, every person is named John Leon. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do they have numbers? Yep. Okay. It's John Leon, sixth Lord of Glamis. John Leon, seventh Lord. They are all named John Leon. That's they are all so fathers bad. and sons. No, it. <laughs> I cried <laughs> when I was. I'm not even joking. I teared up. I had to stop because I was going through these Wikipedia holes, and I was like, "Is that John number four or John number six? Like, did I have to like draw out a table and be like, "All right, I got so really John. Close. All right, this John goes to this John, and this John passes it to this John. Who's the third John, but the fourth Lord? Yeah, because I noticed it's it's off a little. Yeah, yeah, oh, disgusting. No, it's so bad, dude. I can't emphasize it enough. Um, hate it so much. <laughs> but I'm not joking. Like, every character's name is John. I'm glad. I'm gonna try, and I made notes to keep, like, which number they are. Um, and I did it by Lord, like, okay. which Lord they are instead of the father and son shebang. But John Leon, the son of John Leon, <laughs> becomes the fourth Lord of Glamis. He gives it to his son, George, who dies, so it goes to his second son, John Leon. <laughs> George would have saved us. Um, John Leon. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> no. no, just keep going. He takes the title. He is now number six. He's the sixth the Lord of Glamis. And he marries a woman named Janet, who becomes Lady Glamis. <laughs> That's such a fun name. Literally. Janet Glamis. <laughs> Janet Lady Glamis. Um, John number six dies. In 1528. So when he dies, his wife immediately is accused of poisoning him. Jeez. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird um, because the, the case was dropped. Like, there was no evidence. They just assumed she did it. So because the case was dropped, she was allowed to remarry. But um, 10 years later, she was convicted of trying to poison the king with her brothers like there was this whole underground conspiracy that they were trying to overthrow the king and her brothers were actually involved in some conspiracies to overthrow the king but she was Janet accused, just got roped in yeah she was accused of trying to poison him so she like these accusations were false like she obviously wasn't trying to poison the king of scotland but she was imprisoned and they tortured her and her family and her servants to gain evidence okay yeah it's it was a whole messy shebang but she was convicted and she was burned at the stake okay yeah so there was another little murder um her son john leon (laughs) um was a child at this point and had to watch his mom be burned at the stake oh no yes and that is ghost story number two the kid or the or janet janet okay um she's called the gray lady people see her all the time like a lot um she haunts glamis castle specifically the chapel and the clock tower are where people see her the most but it's the same shebang of like a woman walking through walls standing over you while you sleep they'll hear footsteps and um crying was there any reason for like why the chapel and clock tower no is that just where she hung out maybe i guess but (laughs) i i think actually so the chapel was being built during this time okay um, and it was finished pretty soon after so it might have just been that i don't i don't know but specifically there's multiple stories of 
a woman walking into the chapel and walking like through the wall scary but um she's called the gray lady okay people see her all the time so from there uh king james the fifth takes the castle and hoards it until he dies so it's not long um but it it's his (laughs) <laughs> he just keeps it but it was re- immediately returned to the leons upon his death he just like stayed there until he died it was super weird like a vacation i guess yeah. um, but it was restored to john seventh john leon lord of glamis and this is the john who watched his mom be burned okay so john. he gets it back yes um the castle goes through like a few more hand changes a few more fathers and sons um mary queen of scots visits at some point it's a whole thing but it's just a fun little castle everyone likes to visit no literally it's (laughs) super famous during the commonwealth of england scotland and ireland soldiers were garrisoned there um for a while but why are soldiers always like right hang out in like super haunted places because did you know that soldiers were kept in the biltmore Really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's why the second story of the Biltmore is haunted. Whoa. Wasn't and the second... Was that the hotel where the second story was turned into offices because yeah. it was so haunted? Yeah. Yo. I want to go to the Biltmore. Anyway, we'll talk about the Biltmore in another episode because I, saw, I love the Biltmore. Dude, I saw a, that TikTok trend right now where it's like, what's a, a what's something that people still think is a mystery but has basically been solved? That trend, I don't know if it's all over your Fergie page. No, I've seen it. But like the one where they talked about how the black dahlia was essentially solved yeah. and no one talks about it yeah like people just like that it's a mystery right but like it, it really baffles me because it's like like how when i talked about date love it was fun to go through the conspiracies but that so many physics engines yeah. have now solved we can say solved pretty yeah. much solved you'll never really know yeah what happened but so many of those like older mysteries have with new technology yeah. have had more real life explanations for them yeah and while it's fun to believe that the yeti did it he did some, it <laughs> he did it but like we'll say the physics yeah. engines are right just so the f- physicists don't get mad <laughs> <laughs> you but know like, the dahlia specifically like that story i don't know if it's just because i was obsessed with american horror story and they the black dahlia like gets an episode and it's a whole shebang where they link her story in to american horror story um but ever since then, like, that mystery specifically has, like, had me. Yeah. But it, it feels so weirdly romanticized. It is. No, I totally agree with It's like how there's so many movies made after Eliza Lamb. Yeah, There's, why? like, four or five movies now with based off that same case. And countless, like, crime shows yeah. cover a case like Eliza Lamb. And it's not, like, romanticized, I guess, is a, a weird word to use. But it's so, like hold on yeah and it's a very strange case but it's so weird to like make movies after a real thing that ha- somebody was murdered yeah and to like spin it into to entertainment is right. always it's a weird but, line um, yeah so the castle goes through a few more hands changes whatever whatever soldiers are garrisoned there when that's all done patrick the third earl so at some point, it also goes from being a lord of the castle to being an earl of an area. Like, I cut out most of the history 
okay. that goes with it. It was a whole lot of hand changes. It was a whole lot of complicated nonsense. They're earls now instead of lords. Fun. Um, but the third earl came back to the castle. It was essentially unlivable. So major re- renovations carried on for like the next 20 years. Okay. Like crazy um, unlivable. Yeah. So following that, the chapel's completed. Um, some more earls die. <laughs> there's a there's another John Leon. Actually, there's a lot more John Leons. Um, but we're going to fast forward all the way to 1767. John the Ninth Earl marries Mary Eleanor Bowes. And okay. this is when the family name is changed. So this is when it goes from Leon, or from Leon to Bowes Leon. Okay. Um, she is the heiress of a coal mining fortune. And they also begin to renovate the castle even further making it super grand it's it's an it's a whole thing they add an entire new wing um they add uh, another kitchen a billiards room and they build an entire village to relocate estates workers jeez yeah um so it just sounded like i said jeez from yawned (laughs) (laughs) from there Earl number 10, that was Earl number 9, this is Earl number 10, he dies. And his illegitimate son is denied earldom. He oh. can't be the earl. Okay. So it goes on to his uncle Thomas, who becomes, so it's Earl's brother. Okay. Gets it. Not his son. Um, he becomes the 11th earl. This is our third and by far the most famous ghost story. Okay. When you Google this castle... It auto fills in to this ghost story because that's how big of a story this is. I am going to go through the rest of the timeline first, though. Aww. I just need you to remember this moment. I'm going to come back. I'll remind you in a minute. But this is when that happens. All right. Supposedly. Okay. Allegedly. It's a story. But the rest of the timeline's super short. Um, a museum is built by the John Bowes Foundation um, and... His wife, Josephine, neither of them lived to see it completed. The, the East Wing is completed in 1891. In 1900, Lady Elizabeth Bowes Leon, the youngest daughter of the Lord of Glamis, is born, a.k.a. the Queen Mother, a.k.a. Queen Elizabeth II. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she spends most of her childhood here, especially when it's used during uh, the First World War as a military hospital. She's actually, like, attributed to – there's some really cool history about her um, at this castle during World War One, but I had to cut it. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. But um, it gets passed down to some more earls. Lady Elizabeth frequently stays there. Um, she marries Prince Albert in 1923, becomes the Duchess of York. Princess Margaret is born at Glamis um, in 1930. In 1950, it's opened to the public for the first time. And in 1996, they reconstruct an ornamental bridge at Glamis, and it's named the Earl Michael Bridge after Earl Number 18. Oh, jeez. And there's also, there was a, an exhibit in 2017 about, um, it was the commemorating the 90th anniversary of the coronation of King George VI. It's, it was a whole big thing. But that's our timeline, essentially. Like, this is a very, very, very historical building. And it has a lot of ties with a lot of politics in England at the time. 
It was a whole thing. But this isn't a Western sip glass. Dang. This is a podcast about ghosts. It is. So I'm going to tell you some more about I'm some excited. fucking ghosts. I'm excited dude. about this the, ghost. Dude, the ghosts in this. They all have titles. Like, it's super dramatic. It's like the Stanley. It was reminding yeah. me of that. Because the ghosts in the Stanley Hotel all have, like, titles yeah. and weird names. It reminds me of Don't Starve. Like, oh. the bereaved. The, like, why? Charlie. <laughs> dude, Charlie. <laughs> the drama. But, um, so I've already told you about the Earl who played cards with the devil and lost he's everywhere the gray lady also everywhere i that that was another thing that caught me you, like you said both of those ghosts are seen a lot and then you preface this last guy you're about to say that he has seen the most and the other two were already like frequenters the other the i'm gonna i'm saving him for last there's a few more too in between oh him. like it's a lot but so um there is a they suppose okay the hangman's chambers is a thing. Um, it's very rarely used these days, but it's supposedly haunted by the ghost of a butler who hung himself there. Um, people see him frequently. They, they'll talk about the uniform, a man disappearing into walls. Um, there's also the spirit of an African servant boy. Um, he has been witnessed to specifically sitting on the stone seat by the door of the queen's bedroom on several occasions. Um, he's thought to be the ghost of a servant who was treated not well at Glamis in the middle of the 18th century. He's reported to trip people. Oh, he's <laughs> outside. a little trickster. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> like, he'll supposedly, like, trip people and, um, people who have slept in there supposedly, like, will feel their clothes being pulled off and, like, sheets being pulled off. Like, oh. he just wants to fuck with you. Um, but that bedroom has since been converted into a bathroom, so people don't sleep there anymore, unfortunately. But there's another one. Um, another big one is the tongueless woman. Oh. Yeah. She is a spirit of a ghost of a woman with no tongue. Um. Could have guessed that. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically, she runs around the grounds, like, holding her mouth because blood is still coming out of her mouth. Ooh. Um, she's also called the weeping woman because most of the time you hear her crying and screaming. Like, okay. it's a lot. Um, she has also been seen looking outside of windows. Like, you can see her from the outside of the castle looking at you. The story goes that a serving maid stumbled upon a terrible secret known only to the Earl. Um, and when she threatened to expose it, the Earl ordered guards to cut out her tongue and then kill her. And she's seen everywhere. Um, she's, like, she, the, it's her and the, the the gray lady. They're often mistaken for each other. But you can tell which one is which based on whether or not she has a tongue. Yeah. Yeah, if she's That's bleeding profusely at the difference. mouth, it's probably not the gray lady. It's probably the one without a tongue. Now, finally. Our big guy. Our big guy. Uh, the Monster of Glamis is what it's called. Oh, so that's you, a scary title. No, literally. If you search Glamis Castle, it autofills to, like, who is the Monster of Glamis? The Monster of Glamis. Like, it's a thing. Um, so once, Claude Bose Leon wrote, quote, If you could guess the nature of this castle's secret, you would get down on your knees and thank God it was not yours. Jeez, that's heavy. <laughs> Some heavy shit, brother. <laughs> um so the 
Hmm. So the Glamis family was, not the family, the castle was within the same family. Um, but by the 18th century, it was not empty, like it was still owned and still lived in occasionally, but owners often would prefer to leave and stay other places. In the family's absence, um, Glamis was left in someone's care. And it was then that a young Walter Scott, in 1790, he applied to spend a night in one of the rooms. And then he became um, one of the first of several writers who talk about how the castle feels. The vibes, the if vibes you will. The of the castle. Um, he quote, he's quoted writing in 1830, I must own, as I heard door after door shut, I began to consider myself as too far away from the living and somewhat too near to the dead. Creepy. Right? He was hearing, like, doors opening and closing, footsteps, laughter, like, the whole nine yards. Crying was another one, the weeping woman. Um... A great novelist also reported that it was said to hide a secret room. <laughs> Within the century of his writings, the rumor began to circulate that there was a hidden wing of the castle, and specifically that it held a prisoner that had been there for his whole life. By the 1840s, um, the reports claimed that the chamber concealed a monster who was the rightful heir of the title and property but who was so unrepre like unpresentable that it was quote necessary to keep him out of sight and out of possession so it's generally believed that this monster was a member of the family that was born terribly disfigured and rather than killed they locked him away in like a boarded up wing of the castle Ooh. Yeah. Um, so various researchers insist that it was the Thomas's son also named Thomas. Okay. So remember he had an illegitimate son. He wanted that his illegitimate son wanted to be or no 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 no. Sorry. Um he was given Thomas was the uncle of the illegitimate son who was given earldom mm -hmm. instead of the illegitimate son. Yes. Um he supposedly had a son that no one knew about. Um, so Thomas, Lord of Glamis, and his wife, they're the great-great-grandparents of the queen. Official records show that a child was born, but it showed that the child was uh, died the same day. Okay. Others say that this, this wasn't the case. He did, in fact, live. He did, in fact, survive. He was just born... Disfigured. Disfigured. Um, so... By the second half of the 19th century, it was reported that the child had been so born so horribly twisted that he could never be allowed into the public, let alone to inherit a title as, like, wide and grand as Earl, yeah. even if he was legitimate. So, some accounts, it's really sad. Um, people call him the human toad or flabby egg. Yeah, I don't know where that one came from. Yeah, that just... But um, most often he's called the monster. So a detailed description came out in the 1960s. Uh, James Wentworth Day spent the day, spent time at Glamis while writing the history of the family. 
and from the the earls and his relatives um he heard that the monster was quote a creature so fearful to behold a deformed caricature of humanity his chest was an enormous barrel hairy as a doormat his leg or his head ran straight into his shoulders and his arms and legs were toy-like um however warped and twisted his body the child had had to be reared to manhood kept safe and occasionally exercised on the castle parapets out of sight so this job was like it's like essentially taking him for a walk yeah like the job was given to whoever was caring for the castle at the time um the monster's suite of rooms was said to be bricked up after his death and so therefore he's said to haunt the place um specifically there was one story that guests staying in the castle once hung towels over every window in every room and then went outside and there was a bunch of windows left uncovered so they couldn't get to them yeah so like phantom rooms and the whole nine yards um people have also seen him in like not like i want to my instinct is like to say see him in the windows but i mean like almost like a person you know like not a ghost not a turn around and look away and he's not there anymore like thought that they saw somebody in the windows that's creepy and then i also wanted to i didn't pull it up because i'm a dumbass but i want to read you something about him one more so the other part of the mystery is the alternative version of the legend is that every generation um a vampire is born and is walled up and that's why people continue to see the monster of glamis it's not actually a ghost it's every generation this deformed vampire child is born and is locked away that's crazy sounding it's the it's a lot there's also a haunted cup oh yeah i wanted to take a sharp left turn um so there's a haunted cup it's called the lion's cup in the timeline actually there's a multiple people who have supposedly drank from it and visited like the castle drank from the cup and then died oh yeah so it's a it's in the shape of a lion and it holds nearly a whole bottle of wine (laughs) it's a big it's a fucking goblet (laughs) and so there's a, a shadowy tradition that the cup has been like it brings bad luck and though no one knows where the cup came from and no one knows why it has this reputation this just is, showed up no literally it showed up and supposedly it kills people fun there's also um a stream that's supposedly haunted it's called the river dean it's more like a, a creek than a stream but um People call it, like, the name translates to doleful or sinister. Um, A popular rhyme once said that this stream took one life a year was the thing. Um, And then, like, one other version was it, it was, it took a year, like, a year off. It would kill someone, take a break, kill someone, take a break. Uh, schedule. Yeah. And then the third was that it only killed someone once every seven years. But supposedly there's a rumor about this stream killing people. I like on a certain With a time schedule. frame. Yeah. There's also a haunted chamber. Um, oh, I did put it in. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
didn't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> um, the legend dates back to 1486. Um, a member, members of a clan sought shelter from Lord Glamis and, or from, from, the, they, okay. So from they, enemies. Yes. They were seeking shelter from their enemies and they come to Lord Glamis asking for shelter is what happened. Um, the enemies were in pursuit and then Glamis lets them into the castle and hides them away in a chamber but what they didn't realize was that they were actually friends oh Glamis, the, people. The, the lord of glamis was friends with the Lindsay clan um and they locked the the guys in the chamber and left them to die without food or drink okay after a few years the earl was disturbed by noise like a later another earl was disturbed by noises coming from a wall and they broke in to see what the cause was, and inside was a pile of skeletons. Scary. Uh, yeah, which lay twisted and contorted um, in starvation. Some were even thought to have died in the act of eating their relatives. Oh, no. Yeah. Even today, there's that chamber has a sh- like, strong sense of unease, but it's just a legend. It wasn't an actual fact. Um, but there's a variety of ghosts that appear in the windows. Um, a bent woman carries a bundle to the middle of the courtyard at night and disappears. Um, there's screaming sounds from empty rooms, hammering noises in the, in the middle of the night. Um, a female guest once woke to the sound of the hammering, and when she mentioned it at breakfast, uh, they told her to never speak of it again. Oh. So there's some weird shit going on in that castle still. I want to go. <laughs> bet. Let's go to Scotland. Let's <laughs> fly to Scotland right now. But there's like seven or eight really big ghosts that are That's just so constantly cool. seen. And they're all scary. very sad stories. When are, when are ghost stories not, though? I feel like there's got to be at least one fun one. <laughs> and you I know mean, what? It's my mission now to find it. <laughs> I thought you were to say it's my mission to be the fun one. <laughs> I'm the fun Better ghost story. Yet, I'm the fun ghost story. You bet your sweet ass I am. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's the the Glamis Castle. That's so interesting. It reminds me of like a different castle that I've read about mm-hmm. and I don't remember the name of the castle right now. But it was it had a lot of like it was by a creek mm-hmm. that was also a haunted creek. So, I, it reminded me of that, and I totally am blanking on the name now. Glamis Castle. What if it was, though? What if I've just totally known all of this and <laughs> forgot it just in time to, to know? It was cool, though. Like, I liked this one because there were so many stories with it. And a lot of history that, like, backs it up almost. Yeah, but it's, like, the the story, like, we have a man who played cards with the devil, a woman who was burned at the stake, someone who got their tongue cut, and out, cut out cannibalism, a vampire child, question mark? like <laughs> haunted like fake rooms right usually it hits everywhere you said it it checks all the boxes no, literally usually when you get a haunted building you'll get one really big ghost story maybe and two. like sprinkled in little ones right supposedly they'll be seeing this person or this person but the fact that this castle was not only like where members of the royal family were born but that you can trace Okay, so, like, when I was... Where they come from. Right. When I was looking it up, at first I was going to tell you just the ghost stories. I was going to sit here. I was going to tell you about the Earl and the the Lady Grey and all that jazz. 
and then I got to looking into the history and I was like wait a second these were real people like this it isn't like like the goat man's bridge where there was no record there's no records of, of the people. people there were records of these people these people have names and I can tell you Lady Grey was burned at the stake and people still see her like alive and well or I say alive and well, like <laughs> looking know. alive and well, and then they realize real quick that she's a fucking Not, ghost and yeah. she's walking through walls and shit. It's a lot. I liked the drama of it all. That yeah, that's that was a really good one. I Thank enjoyed you. it. Adam, do you need an intermission? Yeah. Yeah. I also have to be. Okay. Pee Here. break. And intermission. <laughs> and we're back are we back is is he ready okay and we're back <laughs> i'm leaving them both in thank you you're welcome i would like that very Our much mission was wild from start to finish yeah it was much longer for us than it will be for you yeah unless we leave in an hour of just <laughs> no, elevator music no. oh wait that would be so funny it would but i what I feel if like we release an episode of just elevator music don't April say that. Fools. Don't say that. Yeah. Punked. <laughs> we start and we're like, and intermission. That would be very funny. One write day. that down. Write that down. Write it down. Write it down. All right. So what do I have for you today? Are we jumping right back into it? Yeah. What do you have for me today? Never mind. I'm not. I'm going home. See oh, ya. you know, I'm actually kind of tired. Yeah. Not so feeling it today. I think we should just put a pin in it. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hate I, us. I have... For you today, one of the most successful serial killers ever. Oh, that's a title. Do you have any guesses? Successful? What do we define as success? Like getting away with it? No, like killing people. Do you want to oh, know like numbers? Do you want to know their number? Yeah, six hundred people. A roundabout. No. Really? <laughs> How many people did H. H. Holmes kill? I don't know. I said maybe one of the most. I, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't like. I didn't go on the leaderboard of serial killers. I just saw six hundred and was like, "That's a lot of people." Do I know the serial killer? I don't know. Okay, tell me. <laughs> Julia Tafana. No, who the fuck is that? Okay, well, she was born in sixteen thirty in Italy. Okay. So like. Renaissance people in Italy. Yeah, a lot of people in Italy. Just. That's like half of Italy. Like in Rome. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, like half of Italy. No, no, yeah. It's a lot of people. Holy especially shit. In Italy. Yeah, no. Um, we're going through backstory first. And okay, then we'll yeah, yeah. Get sorry, sorry. Into, I'm, just, I'm getting no, ahead of myself. You're good, you're good. But I'm just laying out. We're going to go through a little bit of it. There's not much on her. Okay. Because it was in. Not, she got away with it for a while with the 600 people thing. No, yeah. But also in 1620, I think I said 1630, 1620 in Italy, um, just not much records kept on her okay. or anybody in this time. But when she was about 13, her mother was executed for murdering her father. Okay. So, like, runs the, the mother's family. husband. Yes. The, the, the mom killed the dad, pretty much. As is her God-given right. So, um... He probably deserved it. Yeah, but they the, the mom was executed. So, like, the daughter saw her mom executed after her dad was murdered by, by the her mom. mom. <laughs> um, she, penal- she 
she pin- she spent a lot of time in apothecaries. Okay. Uh, and she uh, eventually developed a poison. It's kind of getting into to her her count. And oh. I liked the name of the poison. It was called Aqua Tefana, which sounds magical. That sounds like a candy. Yeah, that, that sounds I like something really yummy. Aqua Tefana. It also low-key sounds like a cocktail. It sounds nice. It sounds nice, whatever it is. A but it's not that <laughs> yeah. because it's poison. And uh, it was disguised as a makeup or a healing ointment. It was disguised as both. It, it kind of transformed through time okay. into what it was, but it's always went under the name, or at least from records, seemed to be always under the name Aqua Tefana. Okay, cool. Through her. It sounds like a drag queen name. That too. It just sounds whimsical. And I love it. <laughs> Whimsical. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's believed to be laced with arsenic, lead, and belladonna. Okay. Um, and I didn't know what belladonna was. But during that time, belladonna was used to dilate the pupils to make them more appealing. I didn't know that. But it's just like a... I think there's a song lyric that has the word belladonna in it's it. It's in, in a Billie Eilish song. What's the what's the lyric? Uh, something something. Been talking to you, Belladonna. It's oh, taking wait. a break, <laughs> not an Oxford gum. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Uh. <laughs> we're gonna wait. get a copyright strike. We can't do wait, any we're more than get that. A copy strike. <laughs> but I also think that there's a different lyric. Oh, I, I can don't like know. hear it in my head. It's like Belladonna. Child but it's like an arsenic kind of thing. But I thought that was so wait, weird. Wait, so is Belladonna bad? Or it just dilates your eyes. No, too much of it's bad. Oh, okay. but they would do a little bit, and it like dilate your pupil. It's 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 like arsenic or lead. It's like too much of it. You know, there's arsenic in like apple yeah, seeds yeah, yeah. or whatever. But too much of it's poisonous. Gotcha. Um, but small amounts are fine. But I thought that was so weird that dilating your pupils was used as like a, a form to make your like how we have makeup. Yeah. They were like, no, we're using drugs to make <laughs> to our eyes look bigger. But wasn't that, a, isn't that a thing? It's like when you're in love, your pupils dilate. Yeah. And it's like, a, so makes you more, you're instinctually, it makes people more attracted to you. Whack. So weird that they just figured that out. Whether they knew the science behind it or not is weird that they, they knew they to attribute it. that to yeah. attractiveness. I hate that. That's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> um, so this was back in the Renaissance, and at that time, as you know, divorce is unheard of, right? And marriages aren't the best. Like, okay. women are still not treated as equals in society, you know? It's it's still a time of women could do stuff, for yeah. sure, but it's still a lot of marriages were not the best. Men were controlling. Mm-hmm. Women were stuck in these marriages and stuff like that. Bullshit. Yeah. No. Um, women were also often stuck in abusive, controlling relationships until they died. Like, there was no... You couldn't do anything. Divorce with the church. You you didn't even think of that yeah. at this time. Um, Not even an option. Once they were married, they were the property of their husbands. Bullshit. Um, and anything, they like, all aspects of their life are still under the control of men at this time. So, like, you're either under the control of your father... And then you're married off and under the control of your husband. So your entire life, you're stuck under the control of somebody else as a woman during this time. Bullshit. Um, Hate that. I totally lost where I was. Oh, okay. So <laughs> our, our lovely Ladia, 
Ladia. Ladia. That sounds like labia. It does. But I was I was I was reading Tofana oh. when I did it. Our lovely lady, Julia Tofana, she capitalized on this like the the business woman she is. Good. Um, so I she, already love it. She took the loveless marriages and she fixed it by you guessed it, murder. Death <laughs> hands. Ta-da! So um, there's there's no portraits of her. Okay. Going back to there's no records of, uh, not no records, but there's very little records of mm-hmm. Julia Tefan as a person. And when you Google her, an image is going to pop up of a portrait that was mistaken to be her, but it was... Uh, it was somebody else around the same time that got confused, like a similar name. Mm-hmm. But she's from reports. She was described, or not reports, but the little yeah. records we do have was said to be very beautiful, very young looking, mm-hmm. you know, very sweet girl. Um, just sound like a a nice person, but she was also very good at what she did with the apothecaries. Um, she made medicine, potions, makeup, perfumes, uh, and drugs. Um, Sounds like my kind of store. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it checks every box. A Renaissance box for me. apothecary sounds crazy. <laughs> you walk in there and buy arsenic makeup, and that's the makeup. And that's the makeup. <laughs> they now, were selling what about medicine. The drugs? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, some people actually like. Some people believe that she made up Aqua Tifana. Like she made the concoction after working in the apothecaries. Kind of learned a lot about. Mm-hmm what they did and how stuff worked and other people believe that her mother was actually the original creator of it and like passed the recipe on to her because obviously her mother was a little off her rocker too and like murdered her husband kind of thing but like I couldn't find anything of how she murdered the husband so if the husband was poisoned that's a pretty that's not a hard jump to make yeah. yeah um and then that's interesting because to, uh, Julia Tefana passed it on to her daughter. <gasps> so it could have been like a family Yo. pass it on to the... Yo, imagine waking up one morning, coming the, of age. And your, your 16th mom, birthday. <laughs> your 16th birthday, your sweet 16. And inside that beautifully decorated pink cake, it's a poison recipe. Just written out nicely. Imagine that that's your family legacy. Is poison. That's bad shit, dude. That's bad shit. And then the the daughter had a la a, a different last name, and it's S P E R A Spera. Okay. I don't know how to say it, but th- there is somebody else with the the same last name that was in a different area, but at a similar time was also poisoning people. Um, yeah. but same last name, so they're often confused. Julia Tefana, the daughter. Confirmed different people? From what I could find, they are confirmed different people in different areas with different poisoning things going on. Weird. But I could find even less about the other person, so maybe it is just like a mishap with records, but they had like records from other areas, is the only thing. Whack. Uh huh. Uh huh. (laughs) The liquid was supposedly clear and could kill people in four to six doses. And we go into the doses, like, of what each stage would do a little bit later. But um, it was contained in a, a, a little vial, so, like, a little bit of perfume and, like, 
or healing oil, mm-hmm. depending on which record. And some records said it was both, like it was okay. originally a perfume and then a healing oil. And it was marketed as such just in the apothecary, but to anyone walking through that she wasn't going to try and sell it to. But when people would walk in that she could tell was in these loveless marriages, mm-hmm. she'd pull them aside and be like, hey check this out this is actually this i've disguised it as this so you can hide it in plain sight yo so she was like marketing like capitalized on the fact that they were stuck in these marriages and be like look you don't even have to cover it up welcome to the morbid (laughs) and the mundane where today we're talking about marketing murder (laughs) how to sell murder literally that's fucking insane isn't that so cool though a little bit (laughs) it's cool but it like it's also terrifying but it's like it's that vein of country music where it's all just like I murdered my husband. I vibe with it. Um, she had she eventually like grew it to where she had helpers, <gasps> but it was only like two other people and her daughter. So but like three people and told her it was more than she, one. She like was had this business. This was locked. an industry on she, how to kill your husband. She she saw a problem and she fixed it. <laughs> That's innovation. I'm a, I. <laughs> I feel like it's wrong that I'm advocating for what this woman did. No, but it's I'm so bad, it. but it's so crazy that someone was this, like, smart to, to see right. that issue and be like, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get away with it and I'm going to have helpers and I'm going to kill over 600 people that with a perfume. That. That's, that's some, like bravery like i don't know what to call it that it's it's um it's innovation is it stupidity or is it bravery it's like crazy intelligence to the point of ignorance it's so weird dude i'm i'm into it um some records say it, it was manna so like a religious healing oil not not like a medicine but like something for religion okay um which i just thought was interesting that it could even go into that way of like religious people using it mm-hmm. as a way to so you didn't have, if you weren't a person who used makeup, but you were a religious person, buy this Aqua Tafana. Yeah. She was smart. <laughs> it was a literal industry. Um, she sympathized with the low class and would sometimes even just give it out, like, to get, it was publicity also for yeah. her. It was, like, free samples, pretty much. Be like, you know, I'll give this to you. Tell your friends, you know? Yeah. Um, but she also reportedly sympathized with people from being low class and growing up seeing that like her mother stuck in that to the point where she murdered her husband this is the robin hood of murder she yes it's a cool story no like i'm behind it (laughs) i'm here for it um in 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 that society aqua tefana could be seen as like the only escape route Mm -hmm. uh, for women in these marriages. It was probably, like, a relief for some women to know that something was out there, too. So at least they, like, wanted the option. They could. Yeah, they they had, and, like, maybe they didn't go with it, but, like, knew somebody who did go through with it and be like, you know, if this does get bad enough, I have an out, finally. Which is just a weird way to think about that. But some of these women were stuck in some pretty terrible marriages with no way to advocate for themselves. And murder is not the way to advocate for yourself now. But then it's like, what do you do? I'm not saying they should have murdered people. But really, psychologically, on them, they are stuck in some terrible situations. A cornered animal is going to attack. Yeah. um, You have to protect yourself at some point. And especially if there's like kids involved. Yeah. Like, it, what are you going to do when your husband 
turns his hand on your daughter for the first time instead of you. Yeah. It's you, you have, have to protect. You have nothing without this poison. It's, divorce was unheard of. You, this was a way to get away with murder without getting caught. Right. It was. It's a weird thing to think about, but it's like, it's these women were stuck in some awful situations. So right. it's 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 cool to see how how instincts developed into yeah. such an elaborate scheme around it. Yeah. It's cool. The poison itself had a very slow onset and like I said it took a couple of doses Mm -hmm. for it to work um it was almost impossible to detect though because it mimics death by a disease oh so and at this it's the renaissance so they (laughs) everybody's dying everybody's dying of diseases and they have you know we talked about last time with not last time but a couple episodes ago with like the the grave robbers um that the best at that time we've ever created <laughs> at that episode time episode 5 was our peak and it's downhill from here <laughs> at that time even then in like the 1700s they still couldn't get bodies because of the religious holds against it so they didn't understand the bodies very much at all during mm-hmm. this time it it was you know you couldn't investigate into a dead corpse you yeah. couldn't do an autopsy it was oh he was coughing before he died must have been the cold like <laughs> that's literally as far as it went so since it mimicked disease like symptoms it was you wouldn't have thought poison yeah it was very slow onset so it seemed like a slow progressing sickness love that which is I love that brilliant for her. <laughs> um, she's so smart uh, Julia Tafana also gave walkthroughs to the women on how to use it and what they should do after, including uh, how to cry, um, when to act in grief, who to act in grief around, what to say, um, demand. Um, she would tell them to demand the coroner to examine the body, um, again, because she had full confidence that it would look like a disease. I'm absolutely So they would write it down as... Awestruck. She I'm thought of everything. <laughs> I, I can't in good confidence say <laughs> what I want to say. I that is brilliant. She's literally like making an industry out of this. And she that's she, insane. She literally told him. I thought that was insane. That she was like, tell the coroner to examine it because then they'll write it down as cause of death. Right. Disease. Then they can't, you know, that's it. There's the record of it. There's, There's the record. Trail. You you can't, what are they going to do with that? It says the guy in charge of saying what dead bodies died from said it's disease. Y'all can't touch me. That. Which is crazy insane. The um, fact that they were like literally, I'm going to give you a step-by-step on, first of all, I'm going to give you a product to kill your husband. Then I'm going to tell you exactly how to use it. I'm going to tell you exactly what to say, exactly who to talk to, exactly, like, brilliant. That's insane. Uh, also, a plus side, since it was slow, like a slow onset, men often had time to write wills and stuff before they died. Um, so stuff could be made out to the wife or children. So um, it, it gave them time to, like, get life in order to die to die yeah it gave it in time to not be some it to even more set in like it was a disease because they felt the sickness coming on so they wrote out a will like i'm sick the coroner says i'm sick you know i died from being sick so brilliant brilliant no it checks every box (laughs) um also at this time they're really religious um they they 
some men used the slow death as a time to repent for sins. So they were often kinder in this. Some men didn't get it, the full doses of poison because they turned them into better people. Like they didn't act, they, they only got three of the four doses. So some men wouldn't even get poisoned all the way. It gave them enough time to like get get themselves in order and turn into better people. Which is insane. Because of the religious part of it, they would repent for their sins pretty Good. much. Um, you should repent. It was easy to mix into drinks because it was just a clear liquid. Um, and it was also tasteless and odorless. Um, Dude. So. It's, it's everything. It's everything that it needed to be. And it, and, <laughs> who and we tasted also got it? A wiki To know video. it was tasteless. Her. Definitely. <laughs> at least once. And then got sick and she's like, this is it. Uh, or maybe her mom did it. Yeah, fair enough. If it was passed down, you know. She had to have tested. And if it doesn't kill you instantly. Yeah, no. How did they know how many it would take to kill? I want to know who was the test subject, the poor, poor test subject. Her husband. Fair enough. It totally could have been the mom. I I wouldn't doubt it. I'm forming a very intricate. (laughs) A beautiful story. No, like, it's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, It would be a few drops over a period of time, like I said. Um, Oh, Like into food? To drink, usually, because okay. it was a clear liquid. So you could slip it in, just making... A lot of time, the woman was in charge of cooking and cleaning. So like just in slip the it wine. in. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and even in water, you could... It's a clear liquid. Yeah. So it wouldn't look like anything weird was going on. So it was super easy to mix in. Um, if With just a few drops, you... Into the drink, it would feel like a small cold. And after a few drinks with Aqua Tefani, you would feel like you had a full-blown stomach virus. So it would okay. slowly just progress into these worse viruses uh, until the point where you would start puking. You'd be dehydrated from puking. Um, you'd be just super sick. The more yeah. and more drops you had, the worse it would get. So the more violent your symptoms would be. Um that would take, like, just three doses you would get there. So mm-hmm. at that point, some people obviously could take handle more, just like yeah. some people have a higher tolerance for alcohol. Right. Some people... And I'm sure your body mass, like, has yeah. something to do with it. Um, but by four drops, usually four to six drops, it would be so severe you would die. Good. <laughs> um, sadly, uh, a customer or somebody who knew a customer revealed her to papal authorities. Terrible. Um, but get this, the locals loved her so much they protected her. Good. Um, she sought sanctuary into a church and while in hiding, a rumor spread that she poisoned Rome's water supply and after that, police forced their way into the church and dragged her away. Um, which is, she was in sanctuary in a church, which for very religious people, yeah. that's a pretty intense thing. Yeah. In Rome, of all places, yeah. a very, like, you know, it was the papal authorities after her. It was no, a very right. high religious place for them just to march into a church and drag her out. They were pretty sure this woman was, like, trying to poison all of Rome. Right, which is sick. Um, You're dragged out of a church for poisoning rome potentially what was the likelihood that you think she actually did that though like i poisoned rome or that they just said that so they could arrest her i think it was a lot of things said it was a rumor uh, and that the poison was it was just aqua tefano was the only poisoning that she did Mm -hmm. she was tortured and she eventually admitted to killing over 600 men in rome alone with aqua tefano between 1633 and 1651 20 years about yeah give or take hate that hate that she was caught (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. She no, was. She literally is like the Robin Hood of like saving women sucks. from abusive situations. Yeah, no, she. And it. She was tattled on. She was doing everything perfectly, right. but it just got too big. Somebody, some, some. Some goody customer told their sister. Yeah, told the wrong person, and then it just went the wrong way. Um, she was executed in Rome in Campo di Fiori, um, which was like a famous square in Rome. Okay, is is what I found out about it. So that's just a fun little tidbit. Uh, she was she was executed along with four helpers. So three helpers and her daughter um, oh. was executed with her in July of 1659. Um, after she was executed, they threw her body over the wall of the church that granted her sanctuary, which was, again, for very religious people, was such, like, a disgraceful and, like, it, that, like, sent chills up my spine that such, like, a a such religious city would be, like, they took in somebody who, they'll grant sanctuary to anybody, and so they were, like, I don't know, it seems so, like, such a big offense to like be like look what you did and throw a body over a wall to like just traumatize these people it's just really fucked up because like you're every time i think about sanctuary in a church i think about the hunchback of notre dame in the beginning of that movie the Mm -hmm. disney version yeah where it's the the people yeah running away from judge frollo and onto the steps of notre dame and saying sanctuary please give us sanctuary like it's your it's protection. Yeah, you can't. But it's protection without questioning that because it's like so you're they, protected by the word of God at that point. Yeah, I wanna. I, I'm coming in here for protection. You know, let me ask for forgiveness. You can't you desecrate know? a sacred place. Yeah, and they did very much twice. did. Yeah. Um, the only thing that could make it worse is if it was the fucking Vatican. <laughs> yeah, it, I I did not find anything that said no. it was the Vatican. Um, some of her customers were also executed, the ones that like were found with Aqua Tafana, and some were um, bricked into the walls of dungeons in a, a a palace in Italy. Oh, so the Cask of Amontillado. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I I have the name written down, but I, it's like Italian, so it's like Plazo. I, like, don't know how to say it. <laughs> don't try. <laughs> I'm not. But that's fucked up. It's like the monster of the, ch- the castle. You're bl- breaking them up. And my last cool bit of information about Aqua Tofana is that there's a legend that uh, Mozart, Wolfgang Mozart, was poisoned by Aqua Tofana. There's no concrete evidence of this. There is believed to be foul play in his death, and he was... He did die by an unnamed suspicious disease. So, so this bitch killed Mozart? Mozart might have been killed by this lady. Very much a legend, but could have been. But it's a very under cool the circu- <laughs> Under the circumstances of which he died, it's not that far-fetched. I believe it. it. A rumor, but I want to believe it no, in I my heart. Believe it. Like, I, <laughs> That's just much more fun. I, it, right. The, the connections are really doing it for me. And I just... insane. She was a crazy cool lady, so I want to believe she was even cooler. I feel like it's wrong to advocate for her, but I really just want to. From, like, it's it's wrong in a sense, but it's also the situations they were stuck in. Right. Like, it's wrong. Can you fault them? Yeah. 
but if you are giving them literally no other option and just saying instinctually be abused. I, you, yeah be abused what, right and wild animal wouldn't let you do that so just a, it's an intelligence animal intelligent animals response to that same situation right which is such a weird way to look at it but it it was a brilliant escape plan that it it was she sympathized point, so much with the other women around her um that she made this brilliant plan and had it all worked out like the only reason she was caught is because somebody else was like i'm gonna tell right <laughs> i hate that i hate that person i hate like, i hate that that's how it ended that it makes me sad because it's like because she, they just wanted they just wanted divorce you know <laughs> they just wanted just coming to for, advocate right. for themselves and a and like protection like asking asking someone to just shut up and take it and just deal with it like absolutely not that's yeah. bullshit she responded in a way that made sense yeah and it the literally the only way to and escape in a way, it in a way it was kind of generous making it like giving them time to get their life in order yeah like giving them the opportunity to become better people in the face of dying like maybe don't hit your wife yeah, it gave and people time to, like, think about it. That, like, if I die, is this how I want to? I, I, like, also hated the fact that some men, like, that's what it took. They had to be on their deathbed to be like, maybe I shouldn't beat my wife. That. That was also just, like, a sad, like, facing the reality of how harsh some of these relationships they were stuck in. That. And I know it was a different time. Yeah. I get that. But. It. They're still. You can't fault them for what they did because it's still instincts like it was a different time for men but it was also a different time for the victims like everybody was held to a completely different standard than they are now and you can't fault you can't fault them for turning the way they did yeah if it's like it's not like you can go to the courthouse and get a divorce murder is wrong but murder is there was all they had (laughs) in that time it was that was literally their only option and they took it in a way that was arguably sane. And some people didn't even have to die. They, like, got their, right. their stuff together, which is also a plus side of Aqua Tifana. Again, magical name. I love it. I love it. It's love such it. a good name. No, it really does sound like a drag queen. Or, that might just be because I did Or just a mermaid because the Aqua. Season 10. Aqua Tifana. Of Drag Race, which features... Aquarium. It's just magical. But, like, I agree with... <laughs> I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> I agree with poisoning people. I'm just saying that it was... I safe, see where they were safe, coming from. Smart. Like, I see where they were coming from. The Robin Hood of murder. Good for you. <laughs> Fuck Rome. Isn't that such an interesting story, though? No, dude, I did not expect that at all. I was, you I thought really that came was out of so the cool. Swinging, <laughs> motherfucker! Like, I was excited to share. That. I started reading, and I was like, "This is too good." No, like, this that's is really too good to genuinely like. Genuinely fantastic. Oh, it was so fun. That's a good, good story. Yeah, I'm down for it. Thank you. Oh, wait. and now looking back, one of the most successful serial killers. Hells yeah. Especially for a woman, a woman in Renaissance Italy. That's insane. And the fact that she didn't kill anybody. Quote unquote. Yeah, it was it was she she gave poison to other people to do with right. what they may. It was a web of murder. How many people did H.H. H. Holmes kill? 
we need to see. I'm googling if he, it. He I beat Julia Tavana. H H Holmes, death count. Let's find out. Oh, you're not ready for this. Oh no, <laughs> you're not ready for this. Um. <laughs> Twenty-seven. <laughs> Twenty-seven hundred? No. Okay. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Oh, that's it. Well, that's all he confessed to. Oh, okay. So between twenty and a few hundred, maybe. Okay. But that number capped at two hundred. So he has the possibility of having killed at least two hundred people. He admitted to twenty-seven. She admitted to six hundred. That. But she was also tortured, so you have to wonder how much True. was just a confession for to to end the torture. Right. But also, she might have known she would be executed after either way, so and she's like, like you know what, man. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You re- there's really no way to know that. if that number is true or not. Um, and there's not records of who died by it because it was all written off as disease. Yeah. See, so there's you don't know. I wonder how many stories there are like that that we just don't know about because they didn't get caught. Yeah, if there was another person, like, in these apothecaries that... Like, just, or clever murders in general. Like, clever crime in general. That you will just never know about. That. So interesting. I hate that. I hate that that's a thought in my head now. (laughs) I have to think about how many people are getting away with murder right now. I... That's your thought bubble for today. No, literally. How that, many that's are how we with murder right now. It's like that. What's that statistic? It's like one every one out of every something people will kill someone. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know the number, but I've heard it. But it's like it's that. I've heard that. In, how many? There's also another good one to look up if you're interested. Is how many? How many? On average, how many serial killers you'll walk by in your lifetime? I hate that. Don't want to know. It, how many serial killers are just in your area and like you, on average you'll probably like walk by them in the supermarket? Don't want to know. That, that are either actively killing people or will kill someone in the future. One of my favorite stories to tell, in general. And I'm only going to mention it now. I'll probably do it in an episode, but I think I've already told you about it recently. Anyway, any, I'm getting besides myself. There was a point in time in the 1970s where there were two, maybe three, uh, serial killers active in Baton Rouge at the exact same time with I the do exact remember. same MO doing the exact same thing. That's so crazy that it lines up like that. Yeah. The coincidence of that. The fact that when they – because the fact they were both caught and – for those of you who are interested in going down a, a YouTube hole, um, one of them is Derek Todd Lee, who's one of the most famous serial killers in Louis- in all of Louisiana. Most people forget, though, that after he was arrested, they realized there was physically no way for him to have been able to commit all of the murders in Baton Rouge at that time. And that's when they discovered that there was another serial killer. Sean Vincent Gillis is his name, and he is coined as the other baton rouge serial killer is literally his title it's crazy it's crazy it's a crazy story but it's it's very interesting and it's like the fact that that's even possible like absolutely not i can't how many serial killers did i walk by today (laughs) a solid at least two right maybe you will never know if you walk by a super, super, a serial killer in the supermarket today. I hate that. I was followed in the supermarket today. That's not a good sign. No. By three guys. Uh. No, it was really creepy. At first, Lucille and I, because I, I went with Lucille, but 
at first I was pretty sure I was just like making something out of nothing because I'm a very paranoid person mm-hmm. we have a horror podcast yeah um, I'm convinced everyone is trying to kill me but they followed us around the entire supermarket and uh. then we got to the end and we were hopping back and forth between two aisles looking for it was literally it was alcohol and mixers so we were going back and forth and they were going back and forth with us Ew. and they were also texting um each other i i guess um staring at us like not even trying to be slick about it that's so and weird when we because there was three of them so one of them walked away and in my head I was like oh no like what is he about to do like he's not with us anymore like I don't have sights on one of the guys yeah when we went up to the register he was standing right there waiting um saw us texted and then his friends walked up oh yeah we had to ask someone to walk us out that's so crazy it was really uncomfortable and we're pretty sure so they didn't get in line behind us they got in line right next to us and they before okay so we had like a cart full of groceries they had two items in their hand um and they were like hanging back so we're pretty sure that they were trying to time it so that they would walk out with us because they there was an empty line they did not have to wait um but they waited until we were most of the way through like about to pay um before they started to get in line they got in line behind another woman who had, like, two items, but she was being a fucking Karen, <laughs> and she held them up, so we had time to talk to a the cashier. A superhero Karen. She didn't even no, know. No, literally. She didn't even know, but we were, we leaned toward the cashier and was like, hey, is there anybody who can walk us out? Like, we're a little freaked out. And she was like, absolutely, don't even say anything else. Like, I got you completely. Like, this happened to me the other day in Walmart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she had a, a, a guy walk us out. He was very nice. He was very apologetic. That's the message for today's episode, then. Be safe and... Ask. Ask. (laughs) If you're ever scared, don't don't tell yourself it's nothing. Instincts are there for a reason. Be safe about it. And also, like, do not be afraid to ask someone to walk you out. Yeah, Because they nine out of ten times will. And if it's... It could save your life. Especially The stuff that happened... I, I was talking about this earlier today. The stuff that happens in, like just parking lots full of people that you don't realize how many like people have been kidnapped in parking lots fill filled with other cars yeah but you're just so focused on your own life and like getting to your car and where you forgot where you parked so so much can happen in such a crowded area and you won't even know so like don't ever go against yourself if you're ever in a situation like that also the cashier told me to get a taser so that's what I'm doing also. Pro tip, taser. <laughs> Cassidy, my best friend of all time, whom I love so very much. Um, my favorite video of her, she got a pink stun gun named Regina George. Beautiful. And I have this video of her, and she was mad at someone. It was a rant on Snapchat. And she was talking, like, oh, you're talking shit about me? Sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my fucking stun gun. <laughs> She's, like, zapping it into the camera. It's real scary. That's beautiful. I fucking love it yes get a weapon and by a weapon i mean a stun gun <laughs> yeah no be safe please be safe i hate mm-hmm. the society we live in that that is even something i have to worry about yeah but i'm very crazy. tiny and the world's a dangerous place yes and on that note <laughs> on that happy note on that happy note thank you for listening to today's episode this is episode seven that's Ooh. a lot no literally we're 
we're about to hit double digits. That's going to be crazy. Dude, I cry or I tear up when I get the notifications that our podcast episodes are up. Like, that's crazy to me. I'm so glad that, yeah, that we're we're going through with it. And now it's summer, so we get to do other stuff. Yes. I'm so excited. Thank y'all for listening. Yes. Couldn't do it without people listening, giving reviews. You know, it helps us out a ton. That. We're going to have more content out soon. We had to finish a final, so there was kind of a, a lull in content on other platforms but we will be back posting on instagram tiktok youtube i had to go through i was like what other social media i hate twitter we do not have a twitter (laughs) or a facebook because why would we we don't have those things but i mean maybe we should get them (laughs) so nobody else can get them and like oh we probably should reserve it and just leave it empty yeah i hate facebook yeah we can leave it empty though who's gonna run our facebook not me. <laughs> I'm not about to run a, a podcast Facebook. That. I'll run the podcast. Anything else. That. We run the podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> but seriously, thank y'all for listening. I'm so excited. And follow us for more fun content. We're trying to concoct some fun stuff for the future. So stick around. Hopefully it'll be here soon. Fun so. and frisky and fresh. Thriving. Thank you. Good night. Or good good morning, or good evening. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Good night. Yeah.